When I was 23 years old, all anybody wanted to ask me was, what do you do for a living? And what was my response? My response was, I do awesome. I'm Steve Armato, and I started this podcast to interview awesome people who build awesome lives. So now, let's do awesome. Bridget, welcome to Doing Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, even after technical difficulties happened. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be in your podcast hands, talking to your community. And yes, technical difficulties on my part, obviously, not yours. <laughs> Listen, it happens. Sometimes these things happen. Technology is not perfect. So it just sometimes it's that you do have to update the computer, though. I do. I know. That's uh that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> that was not a financial situation I was expecting. But yes, yeah, I will be getting a new Mac. It's tough when you come to the realization that you need one. I just, it, you're like, ah, oh, I just wanted to let it go just a little bit longer. <laughs> but well, listen, so I want, I wanted to have you on the show because you're, you know, a little background for everyone listening, you know. Bridget is in my networking group. She is a registered dietitian. She's also a just awesome person, which is why she's on the show. And I wanted to have you on because I wanted you to, you know, talk about your journey because I feel like a lot of people could get value out of, you know, the things that you do and like how you've grown and what your journey's been like. So where did it all start? Um, where did it all start that you wanted to actually start your own business and become an entrepreneur? It's a great question. Thank you so much for having me. I also think you're awesome. Um, ah, well, so what maybe, well, I'll start with, I'm actually a career changer. When okay. I first graduated college, I was in fashion PR and event planning. And I spent four years in that. Um, when I did decide to go back to school to become a registered dietitian, um, I kind of always knew I wanted to end up in private practice. I didn't know how I was going to get there or what that really looked like. But growing up, my father is a surgeon. He's always had his own private practice. And so that was like modeled to me. And that's what I was like, oh, okay. So I'm going to go into healthcare and I'm going to have my own practice. And that's what it's going to be. I had, I was very naive. <laughs> hey, when we all start, we're all naive. It's okay. <laughs> it's extremely naive. Um, but, but when I, so I, when I did, we can talk through shifting, you know, deciding to change careers and, and what led to, to me changing careers into nutrition. But when, once I did become a registered dietitian, I started off working in a clinical setting. I was at Mount Sinai Medical Center. I worked there and I will say um, within four years of becoming a dietitian, I opened my own practice, which was a total epic, incredible dream come true. Um, and that I still have this thriving practice eight years later is even more of an incredible dream come true. But yeah, I was naive AF. Can I, can we curse? Do we curse? You can curse. We can, we, I was naive can... as fuck. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Nobody knows what they're doing though when they first start. Like, I, right. we're, all, we're all naive in some way because we all think we're just going to go into business and be successful right away. So we're, we all have that, right? And, you know, it, there's ups, there's downs, there's wins, there's losses, and you just got to weather the storm. I really do think that just, if you just keep going, you will have success. Like a lot of people just quit super, super early. And yes. I just don't, you know, you, you have to have thick skin. 
to do this and actually to do that within you said four years yeah to do four that years. four years is is impre- is very very impressive but what what type of clients do you work with and in, in what you do yeah i will also say um something else too that i think helped me go is that i came to terms with the fact that i'll never actually be ready I'll never actually know enough. Like if I keep waiting to know enough, to feel the most confident, to like feel like, no, 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 I'm not naive anymore. I got this. I wouldn't, I would never actually start and launch it. Um, so absolutely one, one pro tip, like don't wait till you know enough. There's, there's never the perfect time. And you're never going to know. I mean, you're, you're never right. going to know enough anyway. You're never going to know enough. It's an impossibility. Learn as you go. Um, so. <laughs> so I work, I work with busy on the go, high achieving women looking to feel great in their bodies. Most women come to me either for GI health or for weight management to so lose weight, gain weight. Um, but I would say that the common denominator is they don't quite feel like themselves and they want to feel like themselves again. They want to feel really, really good in their skin, really comfortable and confident in their clothes. Um, yeah. So, but my, my client is like the busy on the go high achieving woman. Yeah. That's so if you're with that type of clientele, I feel like sets you up to work with people that are very, uh, goal oriented and goal, goal driven. So, and how do you, how do you help them set basically nutrition and diet goals? Because they have goals for everything else. I'm sure they have goals for this, but like you have to, you have to set them in in place for them. Yeah, absolutely. I will say it's so funny. Like I find that human beings, especially like our generation are so obsessed with like being their own special snowflake, being treated like their own special snowflake, except when it comes to their diet. When it comes to their diet, they want to eat exactly what everybody else is eating. Their sister, their brother, Kim Kardashian, J-Lo, right? Like they want to do, they want to eat, right? Um, Exactly what everybody else is eating. So first and foremost, a woman who understands that what is going to work, what works for J-Lo isn't really going to work for her, right? And what works for her best friend, like, isn't going to work for her. Maybe she's tried that for a while and she's not seeing the same results. She's not feeling the same way. So someone who who understands like, no, I need my own, I am my own special snowflake. I need a diet and an approach that matches me for me. And I will just say that when I use the word diet, I, I just mean the foods that make up your life, not like a special, like a particular diet that you're on to lose weight. Right. right. But um, yeah, so, so a, a, my clients come to me with really the goal the goal of losing weight, let's, we'll take that one. Um, it's not so much like a specific number that they come to me with the majority of of women. They usually come to me looking to get back to their pre-pregnancy weight, or they they're recently, um, like going through perimenopause and they're like, I don't understand. Like the way I'm eating is all, all of a sudden, like I've gained 10 pounds. My eating habits haven't changed. So their, their goal is really ultimately to get to a place of um, knowing what to eat, not so much like I want to lose 10 pounds. And a lot of them maybe do want to lose 10 pounds. But um, yeah, so we, we, what we do is I try to understand because they are their own special snowflake. I try to understand what their lifestyle is currently like, what their day to day is like, what their routine is like. Um, 
so that I can make eating nourishing foods fit really seamlessly and taking right. care of themselves feel really like e easy for their day. The last thing we don't, we have so many things on our to-do list. Taking care of ourselves tends to be the last one. So how can I make it easier for you? How can I make it user-friendly for my clients? That's great. That's great. I like that too. Cause I, I, I pay attention to some of the posts and, you know, I see your posts and I see you. the things you talk about and how, you know, you don't have to eliminate the, like you, you could have fun still, even though you're trying, Hell to, yeah. you're trying to lose weight. And so like on that note, like what are some of the biggest misconceptions that not even just women, just people in general have when trying to, to get healthy? A hundred percent. Such a great question. And thank you for following along and yeah. seeing me. Um, I think the biggest misconception when it comes to weight loss is everyone is hyper-focused on what they're taking out. They gave up carbs. They gave up dairy. They gave up sugar. They're not eating fruit. They don't eat bananas. Right? Like right, we're in January right now. So it's dry January. Like everyone is giving up X, Y, Z things to lose weight. And that is the biggest mistake. Your, your weight and your health and your long-term health, because weight loss is just one part of it, but we want right. to keep that weight off. We don't want that weight to come back. So what that means and what we want to focus on is what are you adding in? What are you eating? What is making it onto your plate? That is going to outshine and, and be way more important than anything you're taking out, which is why I don't focus on what we're removing because I want you to be able to eat all the foods. It's not, it, you one eating cookies is not what's getting in the way of your weight loss, right? How are we eating the cookie? The, um, our association with the cookie, if we're telling ourselves that we're bad or we deserve it, or like our language around the cookie is getting in the way of our weight loss. And, um, and what else is making it into our life, into our day, aside from that cookie? Right, right. So I, yeah, I get that. That's, so there's, there's definitely, and you could tell me if I'm wrong on this. I remember um, when I was training, playing, I played baseball in college and I was training with someone who I'm still, actually, he still trains me and he was on this podcast, but he used to say, like, he used to say, he never gave us like rules of eating or dieting. He just gave us like a list of five things that we should worry about. It was probably a little longer than five things. But one of them was, one of those things on that list was when you cheat, like it. Because because apparently, and I don't know if this is true, but he said it was like a, a psychological thing that when you say you want the dessert or the cookie, as a good example, because you used it, you want the cookie and then you eat it. And instead of saying, oh, wow, I feel terrible that I just ate that cookie. He said, no, like it because psychologically your body, it has a worse effect on your body when you're like, no, I shouldn't have eaten that. Is that what is that? There's, is there truth behind that? There's total truth behind that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So I like to say, so if we're, if, if we love cookies and chocolate chip cookies are one of my favorite desserts, I would never not eat them. Um, so what I like to say is we want to, there are two ways that one could eat a cookie, right? We can, um, we can tell ourselves like, oh, I was like, I was so good today, quote unquote, I deserve this cookie. Um, actually there are three ways. It was so good today. I deserve this cookie. 
or, oh, I was so bad today. It doesn't matter. I'm going to eat this cookie, right? Right. Both of those ways end with you feeling guilty about the cookie. Both of those ways are like you feeling I'm doing something wrong. This isn't, this isn't right. This isn't, I can't actually do this and still pay attention to my weight goals, right? And then the third way is I'm going to plan for this cookie. I'm going to look forward to this cookie. I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of this cookie. And then when it's done, I'm not going to think about it again. And so, yeah. And so that's the one that we want. That's the one we want for everything. Like there, if you're going to write what you're, um, the person you were referring to refer to as cheating. If you are going to treat yourself to something a little bit more indulgent, right? Not something, not like a, uh, like not like a mainstay that we're going to have at every single meal, but something a little bit more indulgent. We want to plan for it. We want to like work it into our day. I want to know. So I'm going out to dinner tonight. Am I going to have dessert there? Yeah, maybe I am. They have the best chocolate chip cookies in the city. So I'm going to have one. You're eating those. Like I'm eating it. I'm eating it. Right. But I know that at the start of my day, I know that before I have breakfast that I'm going out to dinner tonight and I, and then I'm going to have dessert. So at the start of my day, I factor that in throughout everything else I'm eating. Right. I'm not also having dessert or something sweet right after lunch. I'm only, I'm waiting to get to this dessert after dinner and I'm, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. And, and then when I'm excited about it and I get to eat it, it it's more, I don't like this word. I'm going to come up with a different word, but it feels okay. more rewarding or satisfying. Let's not use the word okay. reward. It, it's okay. more satisfying because I've planned for it and it feels intentional. It feels mindful versus these like impulse buys, right? You're grabbing something at the office or, um, you know, you had a sh- shitty day. And so you're, as you're walking through Starbucks, you get their cookie, right? Like right. It's, it's way more satisfying when you have it in a way that you've planned for it. And when you do plan for it, the rest of your day gets to look really um, what I call like body nourishing. And, and so you're not, you're not going against your goals. You're working towards your goals because the rest of your day is the produce and the protein and um and the healthy fats and so the cookie gets to just be a part of it the booze or whatever just gets to be a part of it so yeah like i divide i consider foods either like body nourishing they give us energy they give us vitamins they give us minerals right you can call them also nutrient dense foods and then soul nourishing like the cookie because i do believe it's also healthy for us to have sweets and treats and whether you are a sweet person or a savory person, whatever your treat is, that's essential for your well-being. So I call that soul nourishing. I like that. I like that. I love food, so I really like it. Same. But but I also I do. So that's actually I now I got these these questions spinning off the top of my head. So when you're saying plan for it, are you big onto um like tracking, having people track stuff? Because I've noticed in the past, I mean my wife we've done it like we've tracked when we've tracked we've had good progress like the progress has shown when stuff has been tracked and then when you go off tracking because you don't i mean you don't realize like there are things you eat that are technically healthy but you don't realize how much like how many calories are still still in it so like do you focus on that like because when you're talking about planning so is that part of it too that's a great question so yes, I do. I do encourage my my clients to keep a food journal. Okay. 
But on this food journal, we are not calorie counting. Okay. Right. We're not macro counting. So what we're what we're tracking, what we're keeping in touch, like paying attention to, what I want, generally speaking, and this is going to be different for everybody, but the like tenants of a supportive, nourishing diet is to make sure that you are having a fiber and a protein every time you eat. Okay. So fiber, we find fiber in three things, three things, whole grains, fruits, and vegetables. So making sure that you have one of those things at every meal. And then our protein sources, people are a little bit more familiar. There's lots of talk about protein. So you know your proteins, making sure whether it's a plant protein or an animal-based protein, you're having a quality protein also every time you're eating. So when my clients are keeping a food journal, when they're tracking, they're tracking, they're writing down foods, not okay. number, not numbers. Okay. That's right. Cool. They're writing, they're writing down chicken, eggs, turkey, lentils, edamame. They're writing down the apple, the banana, the salad, right? They're the vegetable soup. They're writing down in terms of foods because our bodies are not calculators. So thinking in terms of numbers is okay. not really beneficial. Um, but thinking in terms of compounds and, and foods and nutrients is beneficial because our bodies are chemistry. We are like, made up of chemistry. I like how that sounds too. That's yeah. That's, that's good too. Yeah. The, and then like with, all right. So with protein now, you said, you know, a plant-based protein versus an animal protein. Is there a difference in quality of protein between the two? I know there's a lot of debates on this. I'm not an expert in this field. You're an expert. So I want to ask you, like, you're, you're the expert here. Is there a difference in quality between like a, an animal protein versus a plant-based protein that I guess, depending on what it is? Yeah, that's a fabulous question. Um, so yeah, yeah. For like a simple answer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but what I will say is that you can have quality sources of animal protein. Generally speaking, the more plants you eat in your life, the, the better for you. So, so the more plants you have will always trump animal-based sources just because you're getting the variety of vitamins, minerals, nutrition you're getting from eating a lot of plants is very, very beneficial. Okay. So generally speaking, eat more plants. Now, when we're working in animal proteins, you can 100% have a healthy, thriving, nourishing diet that includes really quality animal-based proteins. What that looks like are is is more fish, for sure. Right, eggs are fabulous. Um, if you do eat dairy, if you tolerate dairy, having some plain Greek yogurt is beneficial. Working that into your life, um, and then keeping the the um, the proteins that are higher in saturated fat more to like more limited. So the beef, the dark meat, chicken. Um, right? Duck, having those in, in fewer quantities. So looking for, but you can eat all of them. And in America, our farming uh, is a little bit, you know, a little, little bit. Little uh -huh. It yeah. is. So we want to look for grass-fed beef when we're having it. We want to look for wild caught fish when we're having it. We want to look for, right? Like, um, free range, um, chicken, eggs, right? We're looking for like the organic 
processes when it comes to our animal proteins. So if also true for dairy, if you're having, if you drink cow's milk, um, yogurts, cheese, we're looking for the organic versions in our country. They'll right. just be a little bit better quality. Right. It's hard. Not that it's, I mean, it's harder to find them in certain areas. Yes. I guess um, with that, I mean, I try like we try to only eat like, just like you said, when it's that type of meat, especially fish too. Yeah. Like fish it's I feel like fish, the thing that makes it hard, the thing that makes it hard is you could find them, but that stuff is like, like wild caught salmon is like triple the price of farm raised salmon. And, but the color and the quality is, it's a totally, it's a totally different thing. Like if you look like you know this, right? Like I, like yeah. everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows this. When you look at it, just from the eyes, nothing else, and you're staring at a wild caught salmon. It's like dark orange, and it, it's like got a lot of color to it. And then you look at like a farm raised salmon, and it's like light pink almost. Yes, it's yes. Not even remotely. It doesn't even look like the same fish, but they're telling you it is. But it's like, how do you, <laughs> so how do you go about, even with, with produce too? Cause I know there's, yeah. like, there's different ways of like, I mean, where it's kind of fucked up what goes on here with, with this, with farming and the way things are made and whatever with it. So that's a whole podcast in itself. But so how do you go about helping them kind of put, do you help them put a plan together? Like find these quality basically ingredients quality produce at places do you or at certain areas do you help them do that or you just tell them like this is what you need to be looking for um a little bit of both so it depends on the client it depends okay. on what right where they live what their um financial situation is like it, it depends on them totally what i will say and what is drastically more important it is more important for you to eat salmon than it is for you to eat only organic salmon Okay. Only wild caught salmon, right? So like it is, if you, if you're available, if you can at, get salmon, great. Get the salmon, get it right. We also have no idea when we go out to restaurants, we have no yeah. idea where that salmon is coming not, from. Not a clue. Right. No. So it is more important. It is better for your health, your weight, your gut, your heart health, your cholesterol. It is better for everything for you to eat salmon period, okay. regardless if it's wild or not. Got so, it. so that's, that's number one. So that's what really what I, I would say. So, um, you know, and when I'm starting to work with someone also what I'm looking for, like in our first session, I do what I call a integrative lifestyle recall, which is part of, you know, understanding who they are, what's, what's going on for them. And do they have, and I'm looking for if they have like their nutrition bases covered. So if this is someone who like, isn't really eating much protein at all, well then again, for you, I just want you to eat salmon. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. We can get into the nitty gritty if we're working together for like two, three months. And you're like, great. My salmon is like down pat. <laughs> cool. And now maybe if we wanted to get more specific, we can, we can be like, okay, now, you know, the, the times that you are cooking it at home, look for the, or look for the wild. Right. And then when you're eating out, you're going to eat out and great. Enjoy it. Right. Right. But really right. what, what's, in, what's more important is that you're eating salmon period when it, it, and that's true. What I would say for like, the dairy also, um, the white meat chicken, like don't get caught up. Don't, don't get it. Like, Oh, I can't get the organic. So I'm not going to get it at all. No, still buy it, still get it, still cook it and eat it. Um, you know, and, and when we, when it comes to saving some money, 
I think if you have a Trader Joe's in your area, the Trader Joe's salmon is great. Yeah. Um, I, I think also their chicken, their beef, all of those things are well-priced and they're, and they're quality. So go there, but you can also go to the frozen food section, the frozen vegetables, the frozen, um, fruit, the frozen proteins, they, they, they're great. They're much less expensive than the fresh. Yes. And, and the last, and, and all that means is that you're not putting it in a salad, right? You have to cook it. So you'll cook the veggies, the, the fruit you will blend in a smoothie. Right. Right. And the, and the proteins, you're going to cook them up anyway. So check out, don't be afraid. Frozen is fabulous. Canned veggies have a lot of salt in them. So we want to like veer away from the canned when we're looking to save money and go more towards the, um, the frozen. Okay. But, but when it does come to money too, the like beans and the plant proteins are way cheaper and also really, really beneficial for your, your protein uh, as your protein source, really beneficial for your, your brain health, your muscles, all of the things. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So I guess now I'll, so with that, right. And this is good. Cause like I said, you're the expert on this. And when you're, you, it seems like you don't, it seems like you don't want your clients or just in general people to like get stuck into like, I'm going to call it, I don't know if I want to call it this, but I guess this is what they are like, kind of like fad diets where mm-hmm. it's like goes into like uh, whatever keto or carnivore or whatever that fad diet may be, whether vegan, you know, whatever it is, but it seems like you are more about a whole, like, I guess a holistic approach sure. to, to dieting and like, what are your thoughts on these other diets? Cause I, I like, I feel like they're just not, they're not long-term solutions is kind of what I'm feeling like, but yeah, a hundred percent. And what also what something else I want to say is that what I'm interested in, again, like I said, um, a little while ago is I want to make this easy for you. The easier it is for you, the more you're going to do it, the more you're going to do it, the more solidified in like, the more it becomes your MO, the less you have to think about it. It's just like, oh, now this is my new lifestyle. This is just how I do things. If it's harder for you and I make more hoops for you to jump through, it's not, we're never, we're never going to create healthier habits. So, so it's a lot easier for you just to look for salmon than for it is for you to look for organic salmon. And if something else to keep in mind, I think whether you are with whomever you're working with, if you have a nutritionist, a dietitian, whatever, um, bad diet that we're going to get into, whatever like approach (laughs) (laughs) you are doing, here's something to think about. If, if the, like the approach of it is stressing you out, it's not wellness right? If it's causing you stress, if it's stressful to go food shopping because you're like, "Ah, I can only get this and it's so expensive or like, like if it's stressing you out, it's not, it's no longer wellness. So keep that in mind with anything that you're doing um, and and moving through. Now, the fat diets. So, (laughs) so it depends. I am also a big believer in the question, would I, if I wasn't trying to lose weight, would I still do this? Okay. So if you weren't trying to lose weight, so let's say the, my problem with keto is that like, there's so many 
products. Well, there's probably, pro- yeah, but like, I mean, there's probably, <laughs> no, 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 I mean, there's, there's a lot of it. With so many. But if you're like, I, I'm only giving up pizza because I'm trying to lose weight, but normally you would never give up pizza, then this is not a long term approach for you. Right. If you're like, um, I'm eating more kale and I want to lose weight, but I would always eat more kale. Like I'm eating more than I normally do, but I always eat kale anyway. Then this works into your life. Right. Right. Like, oh, no, I like eggs. Okay. I'm going to eat them more frequently because I'm trying to lose weight. So cool. Um, There's a big difference between am I doing this just to lose weight or would I do this anyway? That's a great way to put it. Because usually people just do it because I'm trying to lose weight. That's how right. they, that's how they approach it. And they're like, I'll do it for two weeks. I'll do it for a month. I'll see if I lose five pounds. Exactly. Right. And I mean, then... and then what happens though? Because so I think relatively speaking, everyone has their own um struggles, mindset things to work through, um, like medical history, what have you. But generally speaking, losing the weight is so much easier than keeping it off. Right. Right? So whatever mode you're thinking of, like losing the weight, that's so much easier than keeping it off. But keeping it off is where your healthier, like is where your health is, right? Keeping it off is what increases your heart health. Keeping it off is what lowers your cholesterol. Keeping it off is what improves your gut health. Keeping it off is what balances your hormones. So we want to do something that we're, we're going to lose the weight, but that we're going to keep doing for the rest of our lives to keep it off. Right. Right. Which is what, yeah. Cause I, well, I was going to say, I'll tell you what happens when the fat diet stops. It's like, say you're doing keto. What happens is, well, I mean, I'll just be real. What happens with me is I get drunk and then I eat like six slices of pizza and then the keto has gone. So, and so probably we're all the all the progress, yeah. whatever progress that I made. So that's, I yeah. mean, that's probably what happens to, yeah. well, I don't know Steve, if that happens to the majority of people, but it, I'm just saying that's what happens to me. And it happens to you because you're human. Right. Because you're a human being and it happens to everyone, right? You fall off of it. And then typically what happens, right, um, is that like that one night can then spiral. And so mo- a lot for a lot of people, whatever weight they've lost, they gain back most of the time, a little bit more too, because they've now just restricted the foods that they love so much. And now, and they're like, fuck it, I get to eat it again. Right. And now they go, and now they've gained, if they've lost 10 pounds, they usually gain back somewhere between 12 and like 15. Yep. yep. Right. And, and then they're like, oh, okay, I have to get back on it. And then you're just stuck on this hamster wheel, roller coaster, yo yo, whatever we're calling it. It's played out as fuck. Yeah, it is. It it's is. so played out. It's so played out. So, and it's not getting you closer to where you want to be. In fact, it's like deteriorating your self-trust in the fact that you can take care of yourself for the long term. It's right. under it's undermining you. Right. It is. It's and it's and I feel like it that happens with a ton that just happens with a lot of people. And it's like trying to also sorry if you're hearing that. That is my dog attempting to get into the room, but I locked. We love the it. Door. Um, Listen, you're you're your dog's best friend. I am. You, the two of you, are best friends. We are best friends. He's, I know. He's my he's my guy. But he's I your number one. He was he was napping with Alex earlier, and um, so I shut the door because I thought he was gonna bark and run in here, and I locked it. 
um, and now he's trying to get in. I hear him, but um, <laughs> not gonna. I can't let him in at the current moment because we're too far into this thing. But let's. <laughs> but he's the cutest. Yeah, he's he's adorable. A couple of my friends there. He's barking at me. A couple of my friends don't actually think he's real. They think he's a stuffed animal because he, uh, he's too damn cute. Yeah, he's too, <laughs> he's too, it's ridiculous. But I get it. But so let's let's shift gears here on this. So you've you know you said you going back earlier you know you started your business after four years and you started your business after four years which was amazing. So in that time process, um, did you did you have a mentor or do you have mentors um in space and a mentor could be anybody it could be a book if like a book you read or whatever it is but do you have one do you believe in them do you use them i 100 percent believe in them at the time i did not have one what i did do so i always wanted to even though i, I knew i always wanted to open my own practice i also always 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 wanted the hospital clinical experience okay I'm very, I'm a total science nerd. I fucking love that shit. And I wanted to be, I wanted to be in, in an environment where I was dealing with people with all different sorts of medical conditions, all different sorts of medical histories. I knew it would make me a better practitioner in my own practice. Um, and I just, and I, I just wanted to do that aspect, but so I was working full-time at Mount Sinai, but because I did know I was, I was not naive in the sense that I did know there's a lot here that I don't know. Um, so I started working part-time as a associate dietitian in someone else's practice to learn the ropes. I would not call her a mentor, but she, she did have her own practice. And I was, I was learning about how she wasn't a mentor because she wasn't like taking an active role in teaching me and educating me right. and like mentoring me. <laughs> right. right right but i was learning oh this is how you do accounting this is how you set this up this is how you set up th like the nuts and bolts of a a health practice a nutrition practice oh this is how you do some marketing this is how you do some outreach like i was learning and taking lots and lots of notes Got on it. on that and then um, and also it was with, through that experience that I got to a point where I was like, oh, there's nothing left for me to learn from her. Right. There's no, right. I, right. everything I'm going to learn from her, I've, I've soaked up. Um, and that was kind of when I was like, great, I'm going to do this now. Right. I'm going to go for it. Um, I do a hundred percent believe in mentors. I find that most of my mentors that I've picked up along the way are not in nutrition. Okay. They, they are in business. I've had a business coach. I've had, um, you know, like what would like a spiritual kind of mentor too. I've had, I've had other mentors in my life, um, and still do, but they're, they're not in nutrition. I do have a few colleagues that are dietitians that I really trust that I'll bounce ideas off of that will, um, vent to each other. We'll talk about new things. We'll share like the latest research on this. We'll talk about stuff that we're going through, but we're not mentoring each other. Right, right. It's funny you say that too, because what I have found as I've gone through this and started a business is that if I, 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 I guess, I mean, I sound like a broken record on this show saying it, but I don't have official mentors. Like I have people mm. that I look at, I look at them as mentors, but yes. they're not in, they're not in 
MySpace, right? They're, yeah. they, they, I mean, maybe one is a little bit, but they're more business mentors and kind of how to go about dealing with yeah. shit that goes wrong. Yes, absolutely. 100% agree. Because I know, I know a lot about my business. This is my zone of genius. Yeah. I know a lot about nutrition. I'm also always up to date with like the latest science, latest research. That's part of my sharpening my skills as a dietitian. I'm already doing that all the time. Right. What, what is not my zone of genius is running a fucking business. I don't know. Right. right? So I'm looking, <laughs> so I'm looking for shocker. There were no business classes in nutrition school. Right. <laughs> I know. A, that's, I know. Why is that surprising? <laughs> <laughs> right. So my mentors are are the people who I think are doing business really well. And even though our services are different, we we have the same, like you and I, we're running two very different businesses, but we have the same peaks and valleys and ebbs and flows and pain points that any any small business has, any startup business has. Right. So we can relate to each other. Absolutely. On all of that. And so agreed, I my mentors again, are people that I know personally and people I don't know personally. I think we both really value Alex Hermosi and Leila right. Hermosi, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know that. I wish. I'd love to get right. invited to, to dessert, to right? I'd love to hang oh, out with them. Let's know? get some dessert with them. They never exactly. skip dessert. Right, exactly. exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that would, like the, like you said, that's people. Those are people that you know you look at, you learn from them. Just one hundred percent. Is they're giving out valuable information, you know. One hundred percent. Great. We should get dessert with them, though. Yeah, that's what we need to do. That's yeah. what we need to do. We gotta we gotta get in. I'll slide into Alex's DMs. I think you should. See if I could see. I could hit up Layla. We'll see what oh, happens. Perfect. perfect. We'll attack it from both ends. There you go. And one of us is bound to get a response. So, <laughs> so easy. So, Easy. So, so I know that I've. I, this has been a great conversation that we're that we're doing. I love it. That we're going right it. now, and I know you know we're. I'm I'm using up a lot of your time here, but I have to ask this question. So, what does living an awesome life look like to you? Ooh, that's such a good question. Ooh, living an awesome life looks like. Surrounding myself with awesome people. I think that's number one. Taking awesomely good care of myself, my health, my self-care routine, like really radically awesome, good care of myself and awesome vacations, taking like, like traveling, seeing different cultures, eating different cuisines, like awesome vacations is part of an awesome life, in my that's opinion. I love that. That's the, the, the vacations part is, I mean, you know, I mean, me and, <laughs> me and my wife travel. Yeah. Awesome vacations is actually a really good part of an awesome life. So, and okay. I, you know, what I, you know what I find? So, and this, I think this is why, well, and that's part of the reason that I love having a business is because when I, like, when I take a vacation, I always end up, I come back, I feel, I feel amazing when I come back from yes. vacation like I feel yeah. refreshed but I feel like when if you just talk like even when I was working a full-time job and I come back from vacation I feel like I needed another vacation <laughs> and I didn't want to go back yeah you know? but now totally. I come back I'm like I'm ready to go back to work I'm rejuvenated and it's you know it's incredible so that that's yeah. a really incredible answer and now this is a fun one yeah this is a fun one and I think they've all been uh, fun. They've all been pretty fun. They've all this, been fun. This one, this one is 
is really fun, especially, I don't know, did you go, I missed it. Did you go to YPBN karaoke night? No, I missed that too. I missed it. So now this is perfect. What's your okay. go-to karaoke song? Oh, You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. What's Ooh. yours? Oh, mine's Call Me Maybe. Oh, uh, that's epic. Call Me Rage. I just, yeah. I don't know why. It's just, it's I love it. Belted. I don't even need the, I don't even need the screen. Like I'm good. That, <laughs> you know? So, but I listen, love it. Bridget, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And um, this was an awesome conversation. I learned a lot. I'm sure our guests are going to be learning a lot when they listen. But before you leave, can you tell everybody where and how they can find you? Absolutely. Steve, thank you so much for having me. I love talking to you. I could talk to you for hours and hours on end. This was so fun. Um, yes. So find me, follow me on Instagram at Bridget Zeitlin RD. Say hi, slide into my DMs. I'm not Layla Hermosi. I will respond to you. I have fewer <laughs> followers. So <laughs> I'm around. Um I would love to connect with you there. And then you can always go to my website too, bznutritionny.com. Um, I have a couple of resources, recipes, blog posts, tips and tricks. And that would be great for you too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much. Everybody who's listening, make sure you hit up Bridget and make sure you tune in once again next week. I'll see you next Tuesday.